It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on today, sir? <laughs> Since, okay, this is, first of all, this is the third time we've started this podcast because <laughs> of a number of absolutely ridiculous reasons. But beyond that, in the 12 hours or so since we last podcast, I think it's about 14 hours, I have been on a plane, it had a two and a half hour delay flight, landed in Los Angeles at two o'clock in the morning with my five year old daughter and my wife, got about four hours of sleep before I had to turn around and drive into work, which was going to be crazy because they were doing all kinds of construction. And as I'm getting ready for what is going to be absolutely probably my busiest work day of the year, I mean, it's a very new year, but still, I learned of the hiring of Mike McCarthy, which, you know... I, I I don't know about you, but absolutely shocked me. Absolutely shocked me. Not so necessarily so much the name, it, not the hire, but the but timing. The timing yeah, it, right? like just that yeah. it happened so fast. Uh, I agree. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I, I'm reeling. I guess is is the answer to your question. I'm very very much reeling at this point. And the people expect you to give coherent thoughts about <laughs> Mike McCarthy today. I, I listen. They have more faith in you than probably most people. Oh God. Um, let's. Let's go ahead and d- discuss this. Um, in case you have not seen, the Cowboys have officially hired Mike McCarthy uh, less than, what, 15 hours after letting go of Jason Garrett. Uh, the Cowboys have made McCarthy the ninth head coach in their franchise history. Um, first of all, I want to start with the process here because we've only heard about two names the Cowboys interviewed, right? McCarthy and Marvin Lewis. Uh, do you agree with them you know, not going out and interviewing, you know, six, seven different candidates. Are you okay with them, you know, basically narrowing down to McCarthy and saying, hey, you're a guy, we don't need to interview anybody else? Uh, you know, I think, I think, I'd like to know more about the process, but I, I think if the idea was that, you know, they wanted to, you know, they had decided, they had made a conscious decision that they wanted to, uh, bring in a coach with experience that that was the route that they were going to go or uh, you know that I, I really don't have a problem with this because I think of all those kind of that that category of coach available and I think this is something we talked about Mike McCarthy stands out I think in in, in all of those um, so I think if the idea was and, and I tweeted this out earlier this to me is a reload and not a rebuild hire you know, this is. I would agree. This, with is, that, a, this yeah. is a. This is Jerry Jones is hiring McCarthy, thinking, "Hey, we could go and win the Super Bowl next year, yeah. not five years. We've got, now. or at least close enough that, yeah, we've got the uh, a yeah. talent assembled. We're not blowing this up. We've got what we need. We think uh, close enough that we can get there 
with some different coaching and some different uh, uh, you know thoughts in the in the front office. So I would agree. With that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I I think it's okay because uh, you know if they clearly had a, a plan in mind to bring in that kind of coach. Uh, I, I don't know that there was a ton of better options out there other than, you know, the s- huge swing for Sean Payton or the huge swing for Bill Belichick, both of which were, you know, pipe dreams to a certain degree. You know, we, we were you know, hope, reading tea leaves to hope that they would become available. Um, but, yeah, I think that at this point, uh, you know, if, if once they kind of had made a conscious decision that they wanted to probably get a, uh, a coach with NFL head coaching experience – it really kind of, you know, all signs kind of pointed to Mark McCarthy, and 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 you know, if you look at how, uh, you know, the the interview process went, where he stayed overnight, it's clear that uh, it went well, and that you know, they they clearly must have had a very high thought of him going in. Yeah, it was pretty clear that that's the guy that the Cowboys wanted. Um, <clears throat> I listen, I don't necessarily have a problem with the hire. I do have a little problem with the process, just because there's so many guys out there. Uh, that you should interview, if nothing else, just to pick their brain, right? I think Greg Roman, for example, in Baltimore, is somebody that I want to bring in and say, hey, what's the future of offense look like in the NFL? What would you do if you had Dak Prescott? What kind of offense would you design? Josh McDaniels, what would you do if you had Prescott and all these weapons? What what would your philosophy be? I believe there's value in that, and it's just it's unfortunate that the Cowboys didn't get more interviews, but at the same time, McCarthy, it, it sounds like, was a pretty hot guy right now. Like, there was a lot of different teams that were interested, the Browns, uh, maybe the Giants, the Panthers. I, I don't feel like Dallas wanted him to slip away when they were trying to be patient and wait for guys, right? I, I know that we talked about you know Dallas being the premier job available, uh, but I still think that's in the back of their minds, that they don't want McCarthy to leave. Uh, so it's kind of this thing you have to, to balance and weigh out. Um Let's let's talk a little bit more about the, the hire specifically. Do you feel good that this is an upgrade from Jason Garrett? Because, you know, I, I was reading on the timeline today. Obviously, I follow a lot of Packer guys who are just general good NFL follows. Uh, Kevin Turner, Justice Mosqueda, just to name a couple. Uh, they seem pretty indifferent w- about the signing. Some of those guys did like McCarthy. Uh, Bob Sturm, for instance, loves McCarthy. Uh, how do you feel about the hire in general? You know, I, I think that there are. I, I have pr- pr- pros and cons, and I'm you know I'm still kind of working through how I feel about it. To be honest, you know, um, I think that you know I might have gone more of a route of like we talked about a uh, 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 college coach. I would have maybe gone more of a at least more of a medium sized rebuild. You know, like a. Okay. a not 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 like a full on you know redo a you know, new program and all that stuff, but at least you were interested in Roman. I mean, that's, yeah, that's I was definitely. I mean, I look, I, I was yeah. interested on, in a. I was interested in a couple different situations, you know, and and this this is one of them for sure. It's just that you know we don't we don't really know what you know we don't really know what what, what it's going to look like, even though we know Mike McCarthy's here. Like, is Kellen Moore going to be here? Is you know. I feel like if Lincoln Riley had been, you know, the head coach, we probably might have even known a little bit better of what the front office might look like. But I think that because, uh, uh, you know, because he 
is such a uh, uh, known commodity that th- there's an idea that there's a level of uh, of, of uh, you know, stability there, or uh, you, know, ex- you, you know what to kind of expect. But I also think that sure. you know we, we we don't really know. I mean, there's talk. We we need to talk about kind of the defensive coordinator and uh, candidate and the offensive coordinate mm-hmm. candidates. What I'm sure we're about to, but. I think a lot of that is going to feed into how this works, and and I will say that I, I am glad that they are understanding that the position of head coach is as a position itself, not just as a you know glorified offensive coordinator, but as the, the kind of manager of the team is an important job to have. Uh, and I think that I and agree. I think yep. that that you know. Mm-hmm. Having those skills is an important job. Obviously, having the head coaching job, not just being good X's and O's. So, uh, I, I feel like, uh, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where we we know we feel like we know a lot uh, about who he is, and I feel like I've got an idea of who is who he is as a head coach. Uh, what we don't really know is, you know, what what's the team going to look like because he's the head coach. You know, on an X's and O's level, because we're not exactly sure, you know, who the the defensive and offensive coordinator is going to be, and even if we do know those people, I mean, I, you know, we'll talk about Mike Nolan. I don't think that necessarily dictates as to what the kind of scheme we're bound to see. I think that there still may be some mystery there. Yeah, and it's man, I am struggling with this hire not because I, I I don't dislike it. I just I don't like I said yesterday on our podcast. I don't have strong feelings. Either way, uh, but that could certainly change with some, you know, positional hiring, some coordinator hirings. Uh, and we're going to talk about those in a second. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, I think one of the most important things here with the McCarthy hiring is getting these coordinator hirings correct. Um, we'll talk about Kellen Moore in a second, but it's the defensive coordinator spot that I'm the most interested in. Uh, I, this Cowboys team has had basically the same defensive philosophy since, what, 2013? Is that when Monty Kiffin came in? Yeah, that's yeah, you know, yeah, I think it was 2013. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> What do you expect from here? Which guys are you interested in? There's been one name that's been kind of been floating around in Mike Nolan. Uh, does that intrigue you at all? What are you thinking about McCarthy and his defensive staff? Uh, you know, I think that that's you know one of the big questions. I think you know with the offensive uh, side, it's it's interesting because you know he he comes in with an offensive background, and so it's going to be kind of a melding of what's in place versus what he's going to bring in. But for the defensive side. You know, since he's an offensive coach, it is kind of up in the air. And you know, we've heard Mike Nolan's name uh, on the Tom Pelissaro re- uh, report. Um, I, you know, I've been a fan of Mike Nolan before. Uh, I, I really liked him as a defensive coordinator years ago, before he was a he, he was the head coach of the 49ers. And I think that you know the 49ers job uh, kind of put him back into that, uh, uh, you know 
class of coach where he's probably going to be a defensive coordinator or you know a, right. a, a defensive coach for a while. Um, but I, I think that uh, you know I, I think that if you can get a guy like Mike Nolan to come in and kind of take on you know it's been it's, he's been with New Orleans so it's not like he's uh, he's been out of the game for a while. Been, yeah, and, and, right, and, and right. being in New Orleans with great defense, I mean, I, I think you know, probably. Uh, may have helped him learn some new tricks as well. So uh, I like Mike Nolan. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm interested to see what he brings. Um, and I think that uh, there's some, probably some other names out there too that, that might be uh, some names that are available that could make this interesting. And, and I think really the key for me is that I, I think there needs to be an open mind about not necessarily going back to the 3-4 defense you know, I mean, especially if this is an idea of you know, kind of a reload versus rebuild situation. So you're okay going back to a three-four no, if you get the right guy. I'm here. not. No, I'm not. Okay. I, I'm, well, I'm not okay, okay with it, but I, I'm not not okay with it. But I think that if if the idea is that we're reloading and not rebuilding, then I don't know that we have time for a three-four switch. Okay. Does it really matter though with? With nickel no, being basically base defense, I was it, doesn't. Say, it doesn't really no, matter to no. me. Like, I, obviously, I watch Pittsburgh every week because just the proximity. They run a three-four. When it's a passing down, they have four defensive linemen and two off-the-ball linebackers. It's it's really not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's you know again. 90% of, or not, a large percentage of it is played. I mean, it depends on where Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> a large percentage of it is played in nickel. Uh, you're going to have four down linemen. Um, how you handle the base defenses, uh, you know, that I'm sure that there's ways to work around that if you want to. Um, but, I, you know, I think that, I think for the most part, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of an open question. I think, you know, it's it, he hasn't been a defense coordinator. Mike Nolan hasn't been a defense coordinator for a while. Mike McCarthy had three, four defensive coordinators, you know, previously. Uh, so it's it's kind of just uh, what is the uh, – what's the preferred method of, of getting this done? You know, sure. whether it's three, four, or four, three, I don't think that matters as much as how much scheme is going on, how much blitzing are you doing. Is it a one-gap scheme? Is it a two-gap, you know, in base defense? How, how is that looking? And, and I think you know those are all answers that we probably aren't going to obviously aren't going to get until after you know the the coordinator has been hired and, and he's had a chance to kind of address the media and talk about what what he's all about. Yeah, really quickly, uh, you mentioned Mike Nolan. I know Marvin Lewis is out there, and actually, I don't hate the idea of Marvin no. Lewis as a defense no. coordinator. I, I think he's really good, and what he's especially good at is handling personalities and big personalities. You can put talented players on his defense, and he's going to figure it out. Uh, I, again, I, I'm not sure if that's realistic, but that's somebody that I'm definitely intrigued by. Uh, it was announced today that Wade Phillips will not be back with the Rams. Really? Uh, obviously, yeah, Jerry Jones is uh, still friends with Wade Phillips. Is, is that something that would interest you as well? Uh, potentially, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I like Wade obviously a lot, and I think he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. And, um, you know, obviously he traditionally has a, has a 3-4 background, but he traditionally has a one-gap background. I mean, he's, he's one of the guys yeah. that, that plays, you know, that kind of more rare one-gap 3-4, which is really not that far off from a 4-3. So, and again, yeah, when you're playing nickel different. and all that stuff, it's it's, it's not it's not really that big of a, of a wash. I, you know, if, 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 if Wade was willing to come back, I'd love to have him back as defense coordinator. I, I, I like a lot of, I mean, really, Nolan, Lewis, and, and Phillips are all very, I think, solid choices 
uh, solid to very good choices for defense coordinator. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the Cowboys do there. Obviously, they have some good names out there. Uh, I feel optimistic that they're going to get this right, as long as it's not Chris Richard. That's my that's my worry is that uh, for some reason there's I know there's people in the organization that are fans of Chris Richard. I'm just hoping that's not the guy that they settle on. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, I do. I just think uh, I don't know. I, 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 they they need they need somebody who is maybe a little bit more. Uh, advanced at calling defenses yeah. and understanding how to be a little bit more creative. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a good we'll defensive backs coach. I, I don't know that he's a good defensive coordinator. I would agree with that. Uh, let's take another break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the offensive side of the ball. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, um, what Mike McCarthy does on offense may be the most intriguing to me. Uh, we know that he's been a play caller before. He can design an offense. Uh, sometimes that offense isn't always the most imaginative. Uh, sometimes it, it can be. Uh, but it sounds like he's open to potentially bringing back some of these positional coaches. Uh, how would you feel about the McCarthy hire if the Cowboys brought back, for instance, Kellen Moore and Mark Colombo, for instance? I'd love that. I mean, I, honestly, I think that Kellen Moore and Mark Colombo are two of the uh, were two of the things that I was actually afraid of losing with whatever the coaching staff. And, and, and that's actually one of the positives for Mike McCarthy, I think, is that, you know, likely with a, with a different kind of head coach coming in, uh, even with a you know a different different kind of offensive head coach coming in, you're likely to lose your offensive coordinator, and you're likely to lose your your offensive line coach, uh, just because usually you know, player teams have uh, the coaches have their own you know kind of preferences there, and 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 that still may play be a play here, but I know that you know I'm not the only one who's watched that Mike McCarthy, uh, I guess. Coaching advertisement that uh, that Peter yeah, King, really that Peter like, King right? uh, helped him produce, um, and it, you know, one of the one of the plays that he broke down, and I'm, I'm assuming that this was not, uh, uh, you know, a, a coincidence, was uh, was a Kellen Moore play that he really really liked. Um, so I, you know, I I wonder if, uh, you know, I know he likes I know he likes smart coaches. I know he likes to be challenged. Um, McCarthy, so I, I would not at all be surprised if he brought back Kellen Moore. I, I think Colombo, it's a different story because offensive line coach, you know, you, you usually kind of, a lot of times you kind of go with the guy you, you know, you know. Obviously yeah, the offensive yeah. coordinator is, is a different kind of thing. I mean, depending on what, who is actually going to play call call plays. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Does it, does it matter if, okay, how would you feel if McCarthy is the one calling plays but Kellen Moore's designed the offense. Well, He's the offensive see, that's funny you mentioned that because actually in this interview with Mike McCarthy, one of the things that he specifically pointed out as being problematic for him was that at some point in, in, in an effort to kind of develop coaches, he gave up play calling. Well, I don't know whether he gave up play calling, but, but what he said was uh, he, 
I, he thinks that it's very, very important for the person who's doing the install throughout the week and 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 uh, designing the offense to actually be the one calling the plays. I agree with that 100%. So, you just have a better feel yeah, for it. Yeah, and he thinks that also it's just about uh, accountability to the players, you know, so they, they all know why he's calling what he's calling, right? Because so, he's in all the yeah. meetings. So that will be very interesting, right, to see exactly. I said, do you, do you feel like do you feel like McCarthy would give up that play calling, you know, duties to somebody like Kellen Moore, or do you think he's going to want to, you know, be the one calling the plays? Because that's the biggest question. Yeah, I, I have. think that's the that's to me that is the most interesting question. If they were to retain Kellen Moore, you know, what what is the capacity in which he's being contained uh, retained? Like, is it is he like I mean. And, and, and I guess you know the kind of follow up is, is and how does that how is that in relation to his job previously you know and, and, and what he was yeah. doing with under the yep. carrot so uh, yeah those are both those are all very fascinating questions because uh, I think it's not it's likely not going to be a situation where one is in I mean just based on what I heard there I, I, I would be surprised if it was a combination of one person installing and one person calling because uh, it doesn't sound like Mike had a very good experience doing that. Okay, so do you think it would be more beneficial to the Cowboys to have somebody like Kellen Moore designing the offense and calling the plays and then allowing McCarthy to do more of the technical stuff with Prescott? Because actually that's where I think McCarthy is the best at, right? He's best at getting quarterbacks back to their fundamentals and making sure they're playing with the correct technique. Uh, in that video, he showed uh, you know, working with Aaron Rodgers and Joe Montana and those guys and making sure that their feet, feet are lined up and making sure that the throwing motion is the same over and over. Do you think that's what would ultimately be the best for the Cowboys or do you think it's going to be having McCarthy do uh, the play calling and the play design? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's really tough. I mean, I think that, I, I think that there is a way, you know, there's, there's a way to look at this and say, well, uh, Kellen Moore is pretty good at you know, designing an offense, I think. I agree, um, yeah. But I also think that there's a way to look at this, and so that Kellen Moore is not very consistent with how he calls the offense. Sure. Uh, so I think that could make things difficult. I, I really don't know. I mean, I, and the other thing, too, is that he's so inexperienced that, you know, it's likely that he could take a, a, an offensive coordinator job in name only and kind of be more of an offensive assistant to Mike McCarthy. And he may be okay with that, just because of where he is at the stage of his career, you know. Um, you know, and he's also under contract, so I don't think he has much of a choice unless he asks to be. It's gonna be fascinating. To, it really yeah. is this fascinating, is the, yeah. Like how that well. I say this is what I'm the most excited slash nervous about. Like if they if they can get this right, and I think that's certainly on the table. And again, for me, what I think is right is having more design the offense, call the plays, letting McCarthy, you know, oversee everything, but also you know, basically be the quarterback coach to Dak. I think that could work out really well. I think that almost could be the best of both worlds. I'm not sure that we'll see that, but it's, it's certainly a possibility. Um, really quickly, uh, there's a lot of people that over the last you know couple of days have been saying that McCarthy's success is basically tied to Rodgers, uh, and then Rodgers hated him over the last couple of years, and that's why he failed. Where do you kind of stand on all this? Because that's the part that I'm struggling to kind of work through is, Okay, how much credit do we give those Packers teams of the last decade for Rodgers? How much do we give it to McCarthy? Uh, because I feel like if you can answer that question, you have a pretty good idea of how the McCarthy thing is going to go in Dallas. I think Mike McCarthy is a good offensive mind. I think that's, 
I think we can think that independently of Aaron Rodgers. I, I you know, I, 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 I think that a lot of what happened with Aaron Rodgers and him is that Aaron wanted more and more control over what was happening uh, at the line of scrimmage. He wanted full autonomy to basically run whatever he wanted from from this from the line of scrimmage. And I think in the end, what that meant was a lot less uh, motions, a lot less shifts, a lot less multiplicity in the offense. Sure. Sure. And um, and I think that that became problematic for McCarthy's play calling, you know. Um, and I also think that Aaron Rodgers is a jerk. <laughs> I mean, I, I just breaking, uh, breaking, breaking news. news. Like, I, you know, like I think he's you know, funny and personable in, in public, and all you see the guy in the commercials. But you know, everything that I've ever seen of, of him in the locker room or talking to people or just reports about. The interactions with teammates and or his immediate family <laughs> make it sound like Aaron Rodgers sure. is just not the easiest guy to get along with, and and uh, yeah. so you know I, I don't know that that's Dak. So um, I think that you know there's probably a, a, a better chance for them to have maybe a better relationship with Rodgers, and, and and I don't know that you know Dak. I just don't know that that's Dak's you know kind of mo to, to get. The way to be the way that Aaron Rodgers is, I guess. All right, uh, a couple things as we tie up the show. Uh, Todd Archer just tweeted that um, the the Mike McCarthy contract is for five years. That doesn't really mean all that much to me because you can get out of contracts, especially coaching ones, whenever. Uh, is that surprising to you at all? Um, no, I mean you know I think you kind of want to get a. Uh, it's similar to what Jason Garrett got, and I, I think that that's kind of a. You know, kind of a boilerplate thing for getting this thing started. You know, yeah, it's it's not like an NFL contract where if he's not working in two years, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones are going to have no problem firing him with three years left on his deal. Like that, that's not going to be an issue. Uh, so that doesn't really bother me. Uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is if you happen to watch that um, little mini documentary on Mike McCarthy. He talked a lot about learning about analytics. Uh, he had a day where he visited Pro Football Focus. Um, you know, how does, it, does that make you optimistic about him going forward? Because at the very least, I think, it, it, at least to me, it gives me the sense of, okay, he acknowledged maybe what his weaknesses were in Green Bay. At least he's trying to fix it or appeared trying to fix it. Uh, that has me at least a little bit encouraged. I also think... There's some value in a, a, a coach failing, not even failing, but leaving a job and going to another one. We've seen it time and time again between, you know, uh, Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, and there, there's several of these coaches that, you know, they have better success at the second job because they learned what worked and what didn't work in the first one. Uh, how much are, are you encouraged by that part of Mike McCarthy? I, I am encouraged, and you know he has a, a an analytic background, like he talked about, for being a, a quality control coach. I mean, you think about no, no one likes Keith O'Quinn right now, but uh, one of the things that Keith O'Quinn sure. is big on is analytics because of all his time as a quality control coach, and and you know he's going to move back into scouting where he can use, I think, some of that a little bit better because I think he's just better suited for it. But I, I you know, again, yeah, I this is a guy who my point is that he has been, um, you know. Very well inundated in, in analytics, and, and 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 the thing that I really love when I hear him talk about analytics is uh, the importance of application, and that, and that I think that because I think that's yeah. the most important thing is that not just that you have the numbers, but you know when and how to use them, 
and um, and what you know what they're actually telling you. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say that I, I am you know a little bit excited about the idea of that they kind of now have a coach who seems to be fully embracing analytic mindset. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's going to be one of these guys that completely embraces it. I, actually, I saw the part where he was talking about sometimes you got to follow your gut, you got to stay true to who you are. Um, but I think at least recognizing the stats are out there and knowing, hey, you know, there's times where we can use some of these stats. Uh, that to me at least is a step in the right direction compared to Jason Garrett, who sounded like he, you know, he didn't care about the, the numbers at all. So. At the very least, I'm going to give McCarthy the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be able to find a way to, to, to use and embrace the analytics going forward. So all in all, I'm a little encouraged going forward. Well, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt and see how it works out. Uh, we will make sure that we continue to update you guys on any stories coming out with the Cowboys coaching staff. Uh, I would imagine over the next two weeks, we're going to get a ton of news about which guys are here, which ones are going to be gone. I'm sure we'll get some, you know, maybe some front office and some scouting news as well. Uh, so make sure you guys are subscribed to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.